0: What's good, everybody? I'm Zach, and these are my co-hosts, Josh and Mike, and we are starting a podcast called Engage 8. We basically want to just talk about sports all the time, and me and Josh are actually looking to go into sports journalism for our majors. So we just kind of want to do this for fun. So, Josh? So we're uh, we're mainly going to be covering football on here,
1: but during the football offseason, when we're not talking about free agency and trades and whatnot, we will dabble into the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs as they come along. But uh, we're going to say football center. We're going to do one uh, episode a week until the season starts. And then when the season starts, we'll start uploading on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, every week.
0: All right. And uh, we're going to preview the AFC and NFC East in this episode. So I guess we just got to, kind of just start wherever. So let's start with the Buffalo Bills. What do you guys think of the Buffalo Bills going into this season?
1: Okay. Um I could start with the Bills. Uh I really like what the Bills have done because they didn't lose too many guys or gain too many guys. They boosted the O line a little bit, taking the guard Torrents from uh Florida in the second round. And then obviously they took the dynamic Dalton Kincaid to add to their already insane offense which they don't have the deepest receiver room outside of Gabe Davis and uh, Stephon Diggs so I think Kincaid is going to be a I think he's just going to be a freak as a third option at the he's going to be a third option at the worst in that offense so um, I like the Bills I think their defense will still be very good they were really good last year they were sixth in yards and second in points uh, allowed so I think they're their defense is going to be just as good. They lost Trey Edmonds, which obviously isn't ideal, but I think they're I think they're going to be just as good as they were last year. I think they'll win the division pretty pretty soundly.
2: I agree. Um, My bad, you go. I think uh, they made a lot of good moves. They they've they were very unlucky last year. They had a lot of stuff go against them. The Demar Hamlin that definitely hurt them. I feel like uh, they just had a lot go on. to Von Miller. Injury, that hurt him a lot. He's going to – they said they hope he's back week one this year. So, that would be nice. They In the offseason, they expe, uh, extended Sean McDermott, so he's going to be there for a while. They uh they lost Naeem Hines already, though, with the jet ski accident. That's going to hurt them, losing that a kicker bullshit. turner punt turner Yep. Um, But they really just need to improve their running game. Like you said, they do have – they're not deep at the wide receiver. They should look to get some wide receivers still – But they need to improve the running game. James Cook, I think he'll be a huge option for them. I want to see what they do with him. But, yeah, they also added Damian Harris. Maybe that'll help their run game.
0: Um, Yeah. I completely agree with the run game part. I feel like Josh Allen kind of relies a little too much on, like, hero ball. Like, he tries to make the big play way too much. So adding someone like Kincaid from the draft can definitely – Give them a safety blanket option in the short and intermediate game so he doesn't have to just chuck it up to Stephon Diggs or Gabe Davis. And they can really run out of uh, 12 personnel a lot more because of uh, Kincaid and Dawson Knox. And on defense, losing Edmonds, like you said, Josh, was really bad. Losing a big framed linebacker who makes like Tampa 2 defense way, way more valuable. And, yeah, that's it's a big loss.
1: Yeah, one last thing I wanted to say about the Bills. I think a big part of their unluckiness last year, and you can say this is unlucky or it's just Josh Allen being Josh Allen, but I feel like a lot of times when they were in the red zone, specifically inside the five or 10, it was their guards weren't great. And I mean, they're still not great, but their guards weren't great. So they couldn't run it well at the goal line, which forced Josh Allen to try to, like you said, Zach, play hero ball. And he threw a lot of picks in the red zone. So I think... That's an issue that has to be addressed. If that doesn't get addressed, it's going to be the same
2: situation as last mm-hmm. year. But I also think they have the same offensive coordinator back, Ken Dorsey. I think he needs to just be better at keeping Josh Allen calm in the red zone, tell him to not play the hero ball and just limit the turnovers, especially in the red zone.
1: Yeah, you got to come out with at least three there, especially when you have Bassett kicker.
0: Mm-hmm. Kind of rotating right. back to their to their defense a little bit. Getting Von Miller back after he was hurt for a while, that's pretty clutch. And they signed Leonard Floyd, too, who, when he was playing with Von Miller in L.A., they played pretty well. Well, they also had Aaron Donald, but it's still a pretty good uh, pretty good rotation they got going on at the edge position.
1: Yeah, that defense in general, especially, especially that secondary. That secondary is lethal. And it was last year, too, so –
0: yeah, and they're also getting a Tradavius White back too, because he was dealing with a with an injury at the end of the season, too.
1: Yeah, yep. And six in yards and second in points allowed with with their injuries, I think said a lot about them. For a team that's looked at as this offensive team, they're a lead on defense. And McDermott is now the defensive coordinator for the Bills, which I think could could be huge because he just seems to always have a good grasp of
0: his team and and what to do in key situations. Yeah, he came from the defensive side of the ball. So yeah. having a defensive coach is uh, – it's different from what kind of the game is shifting to now with having a younger quarterback. But Josh Allen was one of the first players who had a defensive-minded head coach and really shot out of a cannon after getting uh, Stefan Diggs. So yeah, having a defensive coach is really good for that side of the ball. And he's going to – Josh Allen's always
1: going to have the traits. So, I
0: mean, that's not going to go away.
2: Yeah, on top of that, they also do have to – Keep Stephon Diggs going. Get him the ball as much as you can. They didn't get him enough last year, according to him, so. Yeah, according to him. (laughs) You got to keep your best player happy. Right. right. Very true. Anybody
0: else have anything uh,
1: left on the Bills or should we move on to the Jets?
0: Uh, Not really. Kind of ready to move on, I guess.
1: Awesome. All right, well. The Jets obviously had a big offseason, adding Rodgers and every teammate he's ever played with. <laughs> so that was big. Um, but I also, I loved their draft. I loved getting a center. Their O-line is a hundred percent the worst part about that team. It's honestly not even really close. Um, and then they got Will McDonald, the pass rusher, which is going to add to an already solid D-line and their secondary and two, two of the best corners in the league. Twitter will have you think, but I I think that Rodgers has always thrived in the situation where his defense is elite and he's had a lot of good O lines as well. But situations where his defense is elite and he doesn't have to be perfect all the time, they've got solid weapons. I don't know. I mean, they're obviously going to be better than they were last season because, I mean, Rodgers over Zach Wilson isn't much of a competition. But uh, I like the situation uh, in New York for Rodgers and I, I would have them slated. A, it's it's going to be tough for, with them and the Dolphins. I think
2: fighting for that one of the wild card spots, if not if they don't both get it. But I actually have the Jets fighting with the Bills for the division. But I, I just I think they did a lot. I mean, Brees Hall coming back is going to be good for them. I don't. I there's a lot of stories going on with Delvin Cook. I don't know how much that would help him. I mean, I think Delvin Cook would help any team he goes to, but. You already got Brees Hall, Zonovan Knight, uh Izzy Ala, Gonzalez- whatever, however you say his name. Um, but they're all good. Uh they got Zach Koons a tight end from Old Dominion, who's a unicorn. They they added good receivers, Lazard, Micole Hardman, on top of already uh Garrett Wilson and Lazard. I think Garrett Wilson is in for a very good season. Um but yeah, the offensive line is the key part for the, their offense. If Mekhi Becton can come back and be really good, Elijah Vera Tucker, it's I like them all. And then returning Rodgers with Nathaniel Hackett, I think, like you said, Josh, Rodgers
0: has always thrived in
2: those positions. So
0: yeah, obviously Rodgers is the big add there, but honestly, very underrated. I like them adding Billy Turner and Joe Titman like you said, Mike, shoring up that O-line. But losing Sheldon Rankins on the D-line might actually be a bigger loss than some may think because they had the fourth-ranked defense last year in yards per game, and Sheldon's a big space eater. He can play that three-tech, and he will really just dominate guards and centers whenever he really wants. But, yeah, Garrett Wilson, he's going to – I think he'd go for 1,500, 1,600 yards, 10, 11 touchdowns, like – Devonte Adams type numbers when he was with Rodgers. I I think the Jets will be right up there with Bills and Dolphins in terms of high powered offense and competing for that division.
1: I uh, yeah, I like I love Garrett Wilson for Rodgers, I think. I mean, he's outside of Devontae Adams arguably going to immediately be one of the best receivers Rodgers has ever played with outside of Driver and Cobb for a little bit and Jordy Nelson. But I, I love Wilson. I think he's going to have a great year this year. Um, but like we've been saying this whole time, I think the bottom line is it's the O-line. The last seven Super Bowl champs have been in the top half of the PFF offensive line rankings at the end of the year. The Jets, I believe, were in the bottom five last year or so. And they didn't, outside of drafting Kittman, they they didn't do much on the O-line. Not that they really could have because their focus was elsewhere this season. But – it's going to be a lot of Rodgers scrambling and making plays. And if he still has that ability, then the Jets definitely could win the division, but it's going to come down to which Rodgers
0: we see. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. I, I'm actually shocked that I forgot about it earlier, but they also drafted Will McDonald.
1: In the draft. the end,
0: yep. Right. And he, he's not the best like technical edge rusher, but he's got, he's got some power. He's got some, He's got some bull to him, so I think he could really do some damage in that rotation with – uh, oh, who's that guy that drafted last year? Uh, Johnson, the one they traded back into the first round for. From FSU? Yeah, yeah. So him and Johnson can really make a nice little duo when they rotate in and out. And that defense last year, they were really solid. Don't care about Sauce Gardner. They, they got some guys on that defense, and they can really make some noise in that division. Carl Lawson as well. Exactly, yeah.
2: CJ Mosley, middle linebacker.
1: Mhm. They uh, with the trend of adding former Rodgers teammates. They also got Adrian Amos,
2: uh, Randall true. Cobb.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure how much Randall Cobb's going to play, but he's there. I for got a now. hot take
0: on Randall Cobb. I was looking at his uh, Football Reference page and I saw he only eclipsed 1000 yards like I think only once. And I'm just looking at his page and it's just like he looks real mid. And if you look at, I mean oh. if you look at the old Packers
1: teams, I mean, I love Randall Cobb, but if you look at the old Packers teams, he most of the time had to be wide
0: receiver two. Yeah, there but was like always someone there. Yeah, it was Nelson and Driver for a while. and Devante. Right, Devontae. But like even wide receiver twos, he was barely eclipsing like 700, maybe 800 yards. And for a yeah. wide receiver two on an offense that had a four time MVP, you would think that he would have way more than just that. He was a big guy, big game receiver a lot of the times.
1: So he would have like a three-touchdown game.
2: Right. Back in his prime. All right, do we
1: have they, anything else about the Jets? Or?
2: Um, um, I got um, just one small thing. Uh, no. I'm just interested. Uh, This isn't the Jets here, but watch Jordan Love and see how he goes after being behind Aaron Rodgers to see how that would play out for Zach Wilson in the future.
1: Yeah, that should be interesting true. with Zach Wilson. Definitely should be interesting.
2: He looked all right in the Hall of Fame game.
0: He had that one really nice throw, but
1: he had that one really nice scramble that ended in a sack too.
0: Yeah, that was a. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Zach Wilson, they had seven wins last year with Zach Wilson, uh, Mike White, and Joe Flacco. So getting Rodgers, there's, there's no way he doesn't make up for like three to four wins there. I'd be shocked if they're, if they're below a five hundred team really even nine and eight, if they don't get double digit wins, I'd say that Rogers trade, it, it could be looked at as questionable, depending on how those losses do type of like look at the end of the year.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, when I was uh, taking notes for this, I was, uh, they added so many people and they had very few losses that were even worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I had Mims on my losses <laughs> list and, and Quan Alexander and James Robinson. That's literally my list of losses.
0: Braxton Berrios?
1: Yeah, I'd see. I didn't – I that wasn't worth my time, right? <laughs> he's a he's a real high-motor
0: player. I don't know how you couldn't include him.
1: Yeah, high-motor, high-motor. But, yeah, I, I mean, it would be – I think anything less than 10 wins for the Jets.
2: Is yeah. Very disappointing. I think they get about 11 wins. 11, 10, that area.
0: Anywhere in that 10 to 12 win mark I think is – should be expected and meeting those expectations after the Rogers trade. All right. I completely agree. All right. Shall we, uh, shall we move on to new England? Yeah, I'm good with
1: that. All right, cool. And for new England, um, not, not much going on in new England, to be completely honest. I, I love their draft. I like Keon White from Georgia tech, at the end. I love Christian Gonzalez, arguably the best corner in the draft and they pick him up at uh I believe it was 17, 16, 17. I think it was 16. Um, So that's huge for them. I really, I think Christian Gonzalez is going to have a huge year. Um, And then they picked up a a weapon in Juju, which it is what it is, but they, they need weapons. They lost to Kobe Myers. So they got Juju and Devonte Parker now in there. And then I like, I like the pickup of Mike Gusecki. Johnny Smith wasn't really relevant and he's a solid tight end, so I like the weapons for them. The main thing for me that I put was overall the team's very average, but they they have weapons, so it's it's up to Mac Jones at this point. I think he's I mean, he's the only really big factor I feel like
0: in this team right now. Yeah, with Mac Jones, I I've said it for the last like year, year and a half now. I feel like we've really seen the ceiling on Mac Jones or close to it. He's not like some freak athlete or like with some crazy arm talent or anything that can really take the top off a of defense whenever he wants, like a Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, people like that. And when you take away two of his previous weapons and Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar, and you leave him with Juju and Devontae Parker, if he's even there anymore, he is. It, there's not really, there's not really much he's going to be able to do outside of that. And I, I really think there's a very hard cap on what the Patriots can do offensively. Yeah,
2: I agree with what you're saying, but I think the big thing for them this offseason was getting rid of Matt Patricia and uh, getting Bill O'Brien in. I think that will help Mac Jones. I I agree with what you guys said about Mac Jones, but I think he'll be better than he was last year. Um, It's like, like you said, it's how far Mac Jones can kind of take, and their defense will win them games. Belichick will win them games, but I think it's on Mac Jones. I mean, they kept their best defensive player happy, Matthew Judon, paid him, so...
1: Yeah, but paying Judon was big. Um, he's all, Judon was. It's crazy to me how Judon was always solid, but last year, like, he was amazing. He was one of the best defensive players in the league last year. But yeah. I, what you said about Patricia, I think that actually is their biggest offensive move by far. Getting Patricia and Judge being the offensive coordinators for the Patriots last year was hands down the worst thing Bill Belichick has ever done in his career, at least his past career. That mind blowing that was even a thing that was considered. So. It's it's hard to blame, like you said, it's hard to blame Mac Jones for last year. But this is this is the prove year for him. It's a prove year for a lot of quarterbacks. But I think Mac Jones is easily one of them. And I think there's some other quarterbacks that we're going to talk about today that are also on that
0: list. Yeah, and defensively, like you said, Mike, their defense is going to win them games. But dating back to last season, they played Bears Monday night football. And Belichick just got outcoached flat out. The Bears came in to Foxborough and just blew the absolute breaks off of the Patriots. I'm very proud of that, but at the same time, for the Patriots, you just can't let that happen. Letting an inferior team come in when you when you finish at eight and nine, you can't let that one loss potentially ruin your season. Because the Dolphins made the playoffs at nine and eight, so you go from eight and nine to nine and eight, eight and nine to nine and eight. Then it really it could change the course of your season. And give you that extra game in uh, January. Yep,
1: I expect. uh, I I don't expect the Patriots to make the playoffs this year. I mean, they're easily the worst. As we go through these rosters, they're easily the worst roster in the division. I mean, almost every other team improved. I would say. So, uh, I don't have high expectations for them. I I personally have them at. I don't know what you guys have them at, but I have them at fourth in the division.
2: Yeah, it's a, I also, it's a, yeah. So I, I also agree. think Ramondre Stevenson, I want to see what he does. He could be very good for them. Uh, I'm interested to see what Kaisan Booty does. I mean, he was very highly touted in college. Um, they also massive underrating signing. Bryce Berenger, punter. Mm-hmm. Respect the specs, best punter to ever grace the college Respect football field. Yeah. Love that guy. I like it.
1: Their defense has some holes, though. I mean, like, when I was just looking at their linebacker core, their linebacker mm-hmm. core is, is a tough look. Yeah. Um. But they're, I think their secondary is going to be nice. And, uh, like I said, I think Christian Gonzalez is the guy that I'm looking at the most on that uh, team.
0: Yeah.
1: Any other thoughts before we move on? Not really, no. Awesome. Well, moving on to the last team in the division. Uh the Miami Dolphins. So uh adds obviously Jalen Ramsey. Um he's we don't we really don't know for sure when he's gonna come back, to be honest. Um, it feels like they're trying to keep that under wraps. Um, I love Deshaun Elliott picking up him for them. I think he's a scrapper, and for the contract they got him at, I think that was a great pickup. And another young DB I like in this uh division, I love Cam Smith from South Carolina. Just he's really quick. His hips are nice. And I, I don't know. I just really, uh, I expect him to be really good in that, uh, in that secondary. He should quickly play over Eli Apple. I don't know if he will right away because Apple's the veteran, but he should, he should be playing over
0: him quickly. Well, I mean, when you're having to guard Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wall in practice, it's, you're not going to get much better, uh, much better competition to play against day in and day out whenever you're prepping for a game. So Cam Smith definitely has some bodies to learn from with Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey, even though Ramsey won't be playing. He's definitely going to learn a lot, but I think we need to talk about Tua a little bit more. He's a fringe top 10, top eight quarterback. He He looked real good in the games he was healthy in, and the Dolphins, they just... They were putting up great numbers. Tyree Kill was looking good. Jalen Waddle was looking good. And those short and intermediate throws, Tua was just very accurate. Say what you want about his deep ball or lack of an arm, but he's a good quarterback. And if – why am I forgetting their coach's name? McDaniel. McDaniel, right. If McDaniel can can keep scheming the way that he does, then this team's going to be good for a while because Waddle's only going to get better and Tua's going to get better too.
2: Yeah, I mean, their offense has got a lot of big names. I mean, Waddle, Hill. I mean, they got Teron Armstead as left tackle. Their offensive line is all right. Um, they added Devon Hackney in the draft as a running back. I see a lot of people liking him. They also added Braxton Berrios at receiver back home in Miami. She's got a – it's my dog. Um, Mike White, backup quarterback now. But my favorite thing that they did this offseason was another coordinator. They added – uh. Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator. I think that'll be big, helping their defense. I mean, he's done a great job as a defensive coordinator, especially he struggled a little bit as a coach, but you can't doubt him as a defensive coordinator with what he's done.
1: Yeah, the, re- the resume is there for Fangio. The, I mean, this whole team just looks like a – it looks like a super team in basketball yeah. with the names. It's great. I mean, Tua, he had a solid year last year, obviously – He had some stuff going on uh, injury wise, but at this point I look at it, it's year two with McDaniel. Now you have every weapon in the book. The offensive line isn't great, but there's a lot worse offensive lines. Tua has to be a top 10 quarterback in the league next year. I think that if he, if he's not consensus top 10 next year, then I think you need to reevaluate what you're doing while you still have the weapons that the dolphins have on both ends. Um, That's, I mean, that's secondary. Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey, when he comes back, and like I was talking about Cam Smith. um, I Just all around, it's hard to really find holes in this team, I feel like is my big thing that I uh, saw when I was looking into them. But um, they had a bottom half of the league. Their defense was in yards and points last year. Um, I would be pretty shocked if that was – where they end up this year, I think they'll easily be top half of the league in both of those stats next year, and they're gonna. I mean, I I do have the Bills winning this division, but I think it's a it's really a three horse race with those the Jets and the,
2: the Bills. We haven't even yeah. talked about the D line yet with Christian Wilkins, I mean Bradley right. Chubb, Jalen Phillips. Just that's
0: a lot of names. They got they got players. talent on this team. I really like that. Their defense was 18th in yards per game, but with all the talent they have and they're bringing in now, it's like you said, Josh, very hard to believe that they would finish bottom half of the league for two years in a row with that type of talent.
1: I believe. Totally agree. Would you guys uh, like to start discussing our uh, rookie of the year and player of the year on offense and defense for the division now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna start by uh, we're gonna go an off. I have a couple. I have a couple honorable mentions, but uh, well, do you want, We'll start with offensive rookie of the year. We'll all go around, and then we'll go defensive, and we'll go through those really quickly. So, uh, offensive rookie of the year, I had Dalton Kincaid. Uh, like I was saying before, I think him being third at absolute worst in the weapons department with Josh Allen is just going to lead to great success for him. I mean, we saw Dalton knock or oh, we saw Knox last year, just he looked great with Josh Allen. Josh Allen likes the big targets in the red zone for better or for worse sometimes, but I expect a lot of production on him.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you with, on Dalton Kincaid. He's just, he's a good tight end, arguably one of the better two or three in the draft getting a quarterback like Josh Allen coming into the league is certainly way, way more of a blessing than a curse. And it's going to benefit Josh Allen too. Um, having weapons like that all over the offense with Diggs, Gabe Davis, Knox, and now Kincaid, they got themselves a nice unit out there. There's not to knock on anybody else in the AFC East, but there's not that many other offensive, like big name rookies that are going to make that much noise in their first year. Not to say that they won't later on, but I think Kincaid's got the best chance to win offensive rookie of the year in this division.
2: Yeah. I'm going to make it unanimous. I also got Kincaid. I just, like you said, I don't think there's that many offensive rookie weapons. There's acne, but I got Kincaid as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's very. Uh, I think it's an easy choice for Kincaid, and they're probably for a lot of these there will be a a blatant choice. But for defensive rookie of the year, I had uh, Christian Gonzalez from New England. He's just a big, athletic corner. I think he's going to give a lot of a lot of receivers some problems next year. And I I had Cam Smith as an honorable mention, who I was talking about earlier. I think if he shows out in practice and can beat out Eli Apple. I think he can easily be the cornerback, too, to start the season with uh, Jalen Ramsey on the IR. But, um, yeah, so those are the guys.
0: I went with Christian Gonzalez. I also have Christian Gonzalez. Uh, I wish I could give some, like, variety in this, but he's really – I'm surprised you fell to 16 and getting Bill Belichick as your defensive coordinator and head, or Bill Belichick as your head coach is just – it's great because he coached Stefan Gilmore, who's in Dallas now, and he's been spectacular everywhere he goes. Gonzalez, different type of player, but still very talented, young, and he's he's going to be great for a few years.
2: And again, I'm going to make unanimous again. I also have Christian Gonzalez. I, I wish I could provide something else too, but yeah, I got Christian Gonzalez.
1: I also I, I had a couple more honorable mentions. I'll just run through really quick. Uh, I liked McDonald from the Jets again, and I also liked uh, Keon White from the Pats. But overall, I like the two DBs the most. All right, uh, offensive player of the year. Um, I felt there was a couple ways I felt like I could have gone with this one. Rogers tends to clean up awards. Um, obviously, Diggs is a great weapon, but I think I think overall I think the Bills are going to win a lot of games. And I think Josh Allen's going to be a, a clear League-wide MVP and Offensive re- or offensive Player of the Year candidate, excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, so I got Josh Allen
0: in the East. Uh, I've got Aaron Rodgers, and I have Tyreek, Garrett Wilson, and Stephon Diggs all, like, very close in that race. It's hard to ignore that Tyreek uh, had the most receiving yards last year. Garrett Wilson getting Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be really good. And Stephon Diggs, he just does what he does year in and year out, regardless of who his quarterback is. But I got Rodgers, and – MVP is pretty obvious because I didn't name him, but yeah, Rodgers at Opoy is definitely my guy.
2: Yeah, for Opoy, I got, actually, I, I think I have Garrett Wilson at Opoy, just because I think him and Rodgers are going to be great together. I mean, there's Tyree Hill too. I was kind of going between Tyree Kill. I didn't want to go a quarterback, so I was going between Tyree Hill and uh, Garrett Wilson. I think I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson, though, because I think Aaron Rodgers and we are going to have a great connection.
1: I could also see a world where if the Dolphins are very good and Tua spray spraying the ball to Tyreek and Waddle and neither of them have fantastic stats and his stats look great, I could see a world where Tua looks really good on paper, so our stats-wise, at the end of the year. And then so uh, move on to Depoy for the AFC East. Uh, I had Judon from the Pats. Uh, he had a great year last year and – I think he's just going to have more help around him, and I I don't see much changing. I think he had 15 and a half sacks last year, I think was the number. I don't remember exactly how many, but um, I just expect the, the same production from him, and I don't think there's going to be many people outside of Sauce Gardner that are really going to challenge him for that. Maybe Jalen Ramsey if he gets healthy, but.
0: Uh, I agree with Judon being definitely a threat for Depoy, but I pick Sauce Gardner. I mean, I don't view him as like the top two or three corner that NFL Twitter does, but he's definitely a very talented individual on a team who's going to win a lot of games. And yeah, I think he's definitely my top guy for winning Depoy, but Judon is definitely a close second. I I think it's, there's a lot of people, and I think Ed Alvarez a
2: chance, Bradley Chubb, uh, Sauce Gardner, and Judon. Uh, but if Von Miller's healthy, I think it could be him. But the fact that we don't know if he's healthy, I think I am going to go Judon. But if Von is healthy, I would probably pick Von Miller. All right, cool. Good. Good little variety there. Uh, so we'll move on to the last award
1: here for AFC East, uh, MVP. Um I I hate to go with the same person I picked for offensive player of the year but I I think Josh Allen is just easily the best player in this division. Um I I think a lot of the issues with Josh Allen there aren't many but a lot of them are maturity and experience issues. A lot of not sliding when he needs to slide, a lot of testing his arm a little bit when maybe he shouldn't be close windows. I think if he I think if he cleans up the the bad decisions, I think he can be right up there with Mahomes for the most talented quarterbacks in the league.
0: Yeah, I uh, completely agree, again. But Josh Allen is just, he's a freak of nature. He can jump over linebackers, truck over D-linemen. He, he does it all. And if he cleans up that hero ball, yeah, he can definitely win not only MVP for the division, but the league as well. I have him as my pick.
2: Yeah, and I agree. I think Josh Allen is the MVP of this division. I mean, Aaron Rodgers will compete for it. Tyreek kill, but it's Josh Allen in my opinion.
1: All right, perfect. So now we can move on to the second division of the day, the NFC East. Um, I got the Cowboys first. You guys want to start with the Cowboys? Yeah, I'm good with that. Awesome. Uh, the Cowboys didn't lose much. They lost Zeke, who wasn't giving them much production at all. They lost Dal- Dalton Schultz, which is a decently big loss for them, but um, I don't think it's anything they can't recover from. I love the pickup. Of Brandon Cooks, I think he, him and uh, C.D. Lamb will play really well off each other. I'm not super high on Pollard. I, I think he's getting way overpaid now, with everything that's gone in the off season. But they, they have Pollard, who's still a solid running back. And then the biggest addition for me, I think, is Stephon Gilmore. I think letting uh, Trayvon Diggs be a second cornerback. I mean, maybe they'll have to be cornerback one, but having him get to play alongside Stephon Gilmore, I think, will help him. Drastically, and uh, I they have to pay Zach Martin, they have to pay Zach
0: Martin, yeah. Kind of, there, there's so much to talk about with this team, but you kind of covered a good amount of it. But starting with Diggs and Gilmore, easily the one of the best uh defensive back duos in the league, and having Malik Hooker back there, they just re signed him to a three year deal. Those three are gonna hold down that secondary, and you got guys like that, or uh, Demarcus Lawrence and Michael Parsons rushing the quarterback, it's going to be real tough for any offense to get anything going against that defense. And they also drafted Mozzie Smith, and that's just on the defensive side of the ball. They got Dak Prescott, who's a French top-ten guy, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, uh, Brandon Cooks, they Dalton Schultz, and Tony Pollard. I don't think he's overpaid, but I think he's a little overrated. But running back market is just – it is what it is right now. But, yeah, I think Cowboys – they're definitely one of the three best teams in the NFC this year.
2: Yeah, there's a lot to talk about with the Cowboys. Um, you know, their defense, we talked about the Dolphins' defense having a lot of names. They have a lot of names too, and it's just a very good defense. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Mozzie Smith. It might be personal, but I'm just not a fan of Mozzie Smith. But that defense is still great. Uh, they lost Dalton Schultz, but they did draft Luke Shoemaker from uh, Michigan, a tight end. So that was a That'll be a nice replacement for him. They're moving Micah Parsons, I guess, to a full-time defensive end. So he'll be rushing the quarterback all game, which is scary for opposing quarterbacks. But they did lose, again, the corners. They lost Kellen Moore to the Chargers. And so now Mike McCarthy, I guess, is going to be calling plays full-time. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes, if that might limit the turnovers for Dak. I don't know. But that's their biggest thing this season, is they have to find a way to stop the turnovers with Dak Prescott.
1: Yeah, I, on the Mike McCarthy point, that was one of the biggest things I wrote down. Is Mike McCarthy has to win a playoff game this year.
2: If he doesn't win a playoff
1: game this year with this roster, then something. Unless there was a huge injury, of course, but then they gotta they gotta change something up if that's an issue. Their their I mean, their offense speaks for itself. There's not a ton to say about their offense outside of the fact that they do need to pay Zach Martin and they need to keep. You got to keep your stars happy, especially when it's in the trenches. And I think just put putting Mozzie Smith in the middle of uh Lawrence and Micah Parsons is just I think that as far as position wise, I think that was they had to go into your defensive line or corner, and uh I I like the positional
0: fit for them. Yeah, I mean I'm not the biggest Dak Prescott guy, but giving him Brandon Cooks, that's huge. Their defense, they're going to create takeaways like they have in years past. Had them in fantasy the last couple of years. They've just carried me, honestly. It's great. When Mike is getting fumble sixes, Trayvon's getting 11 picks and a few touchdowns every year, it's, it's really nice. But it's just a shame that this good of a team is in a division like this, and they're kind of forced into losses that they really shouldn't be taking because they're in such a good division yeah
2: losing losing zeke i mean it's not that big for him it's just it's going to be interesting to see them without zeke he's been there for so long um they did get deuce vaughn little guy he's it's cool watching him at practice he's
0: just very short like a little fifth grader it's great yeah
2: (laughs) but yeah they i mean like you said josh they have to pay zach martin they cannot let him hold out and i think that's big you just have to pay him i mean it's they said they're not going to pay him though, so it's very interesting to see how that goes.
1: Well, I feel like I've heard Jerry say that a few times. That that's he said it. that about Zeke, but yeah, I I actually I could see Deuce Vaughn getting in there for a couple gadget screenplays or something, whatever they could draw up for him because he's an athlete, he's fast. <laughs> so I, I I like Deuce Vaughn. Uh, I don't have anything much less to say about the the Cowboys outside of I think Gallup coming back and being able to be wide receiver three will be nice for them. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, it's a, it's another team where the roster is a lot of big names and they, it's hard to, you're picking hairs with holes. I mean, I guess safety, but even then, I mean, I like curse. So I don't have much else with you. I don't know what you guys have left to say, but nah, I'm all good to move on. All righty. We will move on. I have the Giants next on here. The Giants easily had the most people out of anybody we're covering today that I had for ads on here. Um, I like Darren Waller. Um, I I like the pickup of Jalen Hyatt in the third round. I think that's really good value. Um, They got Okariki the linebacker, John Michael Smiths, which their O-line is has been and is still not great. They've got Neil and they've got some other pieces on the line, but I like the pickup of him. Uh, James Robinson to be behind uh, Saquon I think would be nice. Um, Yeah, uh, not too much to say left except for the fact that they lost nobody. They lost Julian Love, and that's literally it. I mean, Richie James. But um, I think they overperformed last season, and their roster got nothing but better. So I, I, I expect them to finish around the same spot they did. I think they could fight for a wild card. But it's going to come down to those games where it's stable versus whatever coach it is and uh, them stealing a win or two.
0: Yeah, going back to what you said about uh, Waller and Hyatt, those are two huge ads for Daniel Jones. And he's going to be coming into a year where he's arguably got the most pressure he's ever had in his career, signing that massive $40 million a year contract. And getting that before Saquon got his deal, that's – I still think that's really crazy, but Saquon was the engine that made the offense move last year. It's going to be the same this year. Uh, Waller definitely helps. I think he'll rack up 100, 110 catches if he plays. And Hyatt, he's, he's a good deep threat. Um, I'm very high on John Michael Schmitz, though. I, I thought he was worthy of a top 15 pick in the draft. He could play either guard position or center from training camp reports that I was reading a little a little while ago he's very mature and he's a very smart individual who can make a very very strong immediate impact on an offensive line that is going to need the block for Saquon and Daniel Jones so they can get the ball to who they need to get it to
2: yeah they also added Paris Campbell another receiver i mean they don't have a like num- they don't have a receiver that's just going to stand out as the best receiver on the team I mean, there's Darren Waller. He's going to be the best tight end. They're going to have to get him the ball a lot. They also drafted Brian Breesey, the defensive tackle, helped the D-line. But, yeah, their offensive line, they just have to perform. It's an all-right offensive line. I don't think they performed well last year, but, I mean, they extended Andrew Thomas in the offseason, so he's happy. It's just they paid Saquon for the year. He'll play. It's just Daniel Jones has to show up and perform they haven't seen the best of him.
1: I think the most interesting points about the giants next year are both on offense. I think the first one is all the dramas surrounding Saquon and their running back room. And they the worst part of their team is probably their guards. So I think that's a, an issue. Their tackles are great. I mean, Evan Neal and Andrew yeah. Thomas, it's, it's hard to compete with that, but everything on the inside, they need a big year from uh, Michael Smith's for sure. And then the receivers, i they All the receivers are like the same skill level. I mean, Hodgins, Slayton, Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, Jameson Crowder, Cole Beasley, who I didn't see until just now. I mean, I am excited to see how when Wondell Robinson comes off of uh, the ACL injury. Uh, he's very athletic, good slot receiver, can play on the outside from time to time. I think if he can get his chances in this – just mess of a receiver room. I think he can show out. Uh, he's supposed to be back for week one. We'll see. But uh, I like Wandale a lot. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be the Daniel Jones question. A lot of question marks with this team, I feel
0: like. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's going to come down to the offense because their defense is talent. They've got uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. They got Dexter Lawrence. They've got talent on that defensive line where they can, Get to the quarterback. Saw a video from a couple days ago where Kayvon got absolutely thrown by left tackle Andrew Thomas, and I'm pretty high on him too. He started out slow in his career, but he really picked it up last year and earned that contract extension. But I think Kayvon, he even said that he was not happy with what he put on tape last year. And if he picks it up even a little bit, I think he could be 12, 13 sacks this coming season. And Dines could make a push for sixth or seventh seed in the NFC. Yeah, I think
2: I think they'll be very similar to what they did last year. In my opinion.
1: I uh I could see they definitely just even when you look at last year's roster and some of the games they won, they easily overperformed. Um, so I mean maybe they overperform again, but uh not I'm I'm not expecting I'm not expecting much from the Giants. I
2: I uh am
1: not as high on this division as others are as far outside of the top two teams. I don't love the Giants roster and the Commanders is kind of a wasteland. But we'll we'll get into the Commanders and the Eagles uh later. If you guys have anything have anything left to say about the Giants,
0: no, yeah, really I think everything's the,
1: been the,
2: said. <laughs> I got one more thing. I mean, it's just they have a good D line. I messed up. I. They don't have Brian Breesey. I was looking at the wrong paper. But their defensive line is solid with Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, on Thibodeau. I think that's going to be very important for them. They have to – Aziz Oljulari, they just have to come up and perform. Okereke yep. is a good signing. I like Okereke. I
1: do as well. I like I like the Ishawn Robinson signing as well, surprisingly. He's always a guy who I've thought has had a lot of potential, a lot of injuries. Um, but I'm curious to see uh, what goes on in that defensive end, especially with the young guys. All righty. Let's move on to next. I have the Washington Commanders who I have the least notes on out of every team here. here. Not a, also not a ton of losses for them outside of their quarterbacks who were pretty expected losses. I would say I like the Andrew Wiley pickup for them. And I like their draft a lot. I like Forbes and I like Martin. I think for them, the big thing was beefing up that secondary for the most part. Which they did successfully do in the draft didn't weren't very active in free agency, um, I mean for them it was it was really just a Dan Snyder off season. but they got they got Howell at the helm now, um, it's going to be interesting to see what goes on with him, I mean at one point in his college career it looked like he was going to be a top three pick in the draft. Obviously it didn't work out that way uh, as it does for a lot of players, but um, it'll be interesting to see what they see in him. He's got weapons. I mean, you look at the receiving court, Terry, Dotson, Samuel, and they got Thomas, a tight end, two good running backs. Um, He's got the weapons to be successful. Uh, Another really bad O-line, though. Um, So, I I don't even know what to expect from the commanders this year.
0: Well, I can kind of finish that thought for you. I expect bottom-of-the-barrel football because (laughs) their offense will not move the ball well. I'm not very high on Sam Howell. Uh, if he was something, I think they would have not done much with Wentz and I don't think they would have wasted time with Heineke because he's, yeah, he had a great little run against Brady in the playoffs, but he's, he is who he is, but this is going to be the same story from last year. Their defense is going to keep him in ball games, and the offense is going to be able to get it done. Uh, Chase Young, I think him coming back from injury and having an entire off season to kind of Instead of rehabbing the entire time, actually work on like improving his weaknesses. That's going to be huge. They uh, re-signed Deron Payne. Uh, that's pretty painful for me, haha, because I wanted the Bears to get him, but he got tagged. Um, yeah, that's it's going to be a lot of defense and low-scoring games for the Commanders. But I I think they're going to be four, five, maybe six-win team max. There's just no way around it.
2: Yeah, I mean, like Josh said, I mean, their biggest loss of the offseason was Dan Snyder, so hopefully that can help them for the future. But they lost Cole Holcomb to Pittsburgh, too. But I, their their whole season is basically Sam Howell, and I saw that they're still deciding if they want to start Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett. And if you have to decide between Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett, then I don't think they have what they want in Sam Howell because he shouldn't be there with Jacoby Brissett. I love Jacoby Brissett, but just not a – just. Bottom ten starting quarterback. Yeah, I
1: think what's crazy is the the holes in this team are what we've mostly talked about, and I think it's it's very hard to ignore them. But then you go and you look at their defensive line; it's Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and minus what? I mean, yeah, th- that's better than most. A lot of D lines in the NFL. The the problem is they just have nothing nothing on offense
2: as far as I mean I think they have great receivers though. I mean Terry McClellan. I agree. Their their O line is
1: just yeah. No, I agree. They have good weapons. And I like Logan Thomas too. Yeah. But young Q young unproven QB and bottom of the barrel offensive lines usually it's not gonna be good. Same how it's gonna get beat up. Um I have them at last in the division. I I think that's probably pretty consensus, but yeah. Uh, I like I also like Jamin Davis. I would like to see what what he does this year. The defense uh very well could be a top ten
0: defense. I think they'll be a top five unit again this year, but yeah, they got great weapons. I didn't mention them earlier. I I feel bad about that because Scary Terry and Jahan Dotson, I think they could make an argument for a top three uh receiving duo in the league. They're hanging up there with the AJ Browns and Devonta Smiths and the Jamar chase and T Higgins. I I think they can really make a name for themselves this year, but again, it all relies on whoever's throwing them the ball and if they can even do that efficiently.
2: Yeah. I'm very high on Jahan Dotson. I really like him. I feel bad for him that he has to deal with this and Terry that they have to deal with this quarterback struggles. I mean, Terry mccormick has been dealing with this his whole career, so it's hard to see what you got in him, but I mean, He's a top receiver out there. Yeah.
1: Just looking at this roster to wrap this up. I, I think they're in a situation where if they don't win some games that they're not supposed to, I think they could very well be in play for uh, the number one pick and drafting Caleb Williams and inserting Caleb Williams into this team. That would be right there. That's a fun thing to
0: think about. Not going to lie. You
1: got to just cheer up that offensive line then, and then they're ready to compete soon. But I, don't think now is the time when they are going to be doing that. Any last thoughts on the commanders?
0: I'm ready to get away from this uh, and start focusing on the uh, reigning NFC champs, if I'm being honest. A lot of and gloom there well. in Washington. <laughs> I am as well. And the Eagles, just looking at the
1: Eagles roster, it's, I, I don't think in the next three episodes when we finish previewing the league that we'll have a roster that even compares to the Eagles. I mean, inside and out, they're better than most teams at almost every position. It's it's actually crazy to even look at this team. I mean, just to go over the ads that I have here, I'm just going to list them off really quickly. Penny, Swift, Terrell Edmonds, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Sidney Brown, Keely Ringo, Greedy Williams. I mean, they now they do lose Hargrave and they lose Edwards to the Bears and they lose Gardner Johnson to the Lions and whatnot. But I mean every single spot that they lost guys that they filled and it's really just not much to say about the team as a whole defense is young but they're I mean Jalen Carter falls to them Nolan Smith falls to them Ringo falls to them um you got a lot of guys that have played together for a while and you have a lot of guys that are young that have their college teammates on the team so I um I think they're the Super Bowl favorite, if not one of them.
0: Yeah, you can spend probably hours talking about just their defense and even just the Georgia players on that defense. You got Carter, Nolan Smith, Ringo, uh, Nicobe Dean in the linebacking group, who's going to be taking over for where TJ Edwards was. And then when you lose guys like Miles Sanders, Dillard, Somalo, Hargrave, Edwards, Garner Johnson, that, that means you had a talented group and you know how to bring in talent. Their GM, Howie, knows what he's doing, so I don't see them taking a step back uh, this coming season.
2: Yeah, no, Howie Roseman's just very impressive. I mean, we didn't even mention Jordan Davis, too. I mean, I don't think he had a great rookie season, but just another massive defensive tackle. I mean, yeah, they lost uh Javon Hargrave, but their three defensive tackles are Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carter, and Jordan Davis. I mean, uh, that's better than any defensive tackle room out there really and then deandre swift i using him as a pass catcher would be great i mean they lost miles sanders they added deandre swift and rashad penny so they got better at running back position i think it's hard to find places that they're just not good at
1: yeah i mean the the only argument of a spot where they got worse would be linebacker but i like nicobe dean he was always a great college player, and it just seems like they, they're, they're a place that everyone wants to be, and it just seems like one of those situations where they came up short last year, and kind of like a, in the NBA, everyone always mentions that uh, the 2014 Spurs team, how they were so talented, they won a ton of games, and they just came up short, and then the next year they just go and they dominate everybody. Um, I could definitely see that happening again uh, with the Eagles I'm trying. I'm trying to maybe poke some holes.
2: I mean, they're not they, I mean, guard. Yeah, they lost both of their coordinators.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, that could. That's what they got I really just hope that uh, Sean Desai and Brian Johnson come together and are able to do what uh, Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon did last year. Yeah, I, I could definitely. I could see that. That is definitely a hole
1: I would poke. And they're. De- I guess they're getting old at some positions, but you lose Fletcher Cox, you plug in Jordan Davis or Jalen Carter. I mean, you maybe maybe corner, they're not the deepest, but I mean, you got Bradbury and Slay, as long as they can stay healthy. Yeah. They're going to be really, really
0: good. For the short term, they're definitely built for success. Long term, I know they're going to keep bringing in talent, but outside of Bradbury and Slay, they're getting up there in age. They can still produce at a high level for the next couple years, but you start to wonder if Ringo happens to not turn out in the long term. Where are they going to get that cornerback uh, talent back uh, from? Where's it going to come from? Because you you have hurts locked down on a very good deal, very back loaded, uh, so they can keep competing now, and it's, it's very impressive with what Howard Roseman's been doing. So,
2: yeah, I mean they returned nine offensive starters and seven defensive starters, and. You could argue at some of those positions, they improved. Yeah.
1: And they drafted some starters. Yeah. Immediately. I mean, it's going to – corner is the spot where long-term, I could see them there being issues, definitely. It's going to be a lot of – because they're going to be drafting in the 30s for the first round. So it's going to be a lot of did a DB fall or can we turn a safety into a corner? And then there's going to be a lot of stuff like that that they try to do. But as far as the present is concerned, I don't think they have many questions at all. Any last thoughts about the Eagles before we move on to awards for the division really
0: quickly?
2: I think bringing Um, in Marcus Mariota was just one more thing that was good. They lost Gardner Minshew. Bringing in Mariota is good, just in case worst case scenario, you lose Hurts.
1: Then you have a guy in practice who can simulate.
0: Similar play style.
1: It's a a good ad. Yeah, I definitely really like the Mario Dad for them. All righty, you guys want to move on to offensive rookie of the year for the NFC East? I kind of want to knock out my
0: predictions for the division a little bit. Oh, go ahead. Go crazy. So, for first in the division, I don't have records or anything, but I have the Cowboys winning the division this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I think CeeDee Lamb's going to go nuts. Micah Parsons, like you said earlier, Mike, he's going to be full-time D-end. He's going to just – he's going to push towards that 20-sack mark. Um, I think the Eagles loss of Javon Hargrave is going to be felt a lot in the early part of the season because Jordan Davis didn't have that great of a year last year and Jalen Carter he's a rookie he's going to have to adapt regardless of how talented he is but I got Cowboys in first Eagles in second Giants missing the playoffs at third and then the commanders just let's go Caleb Williams at fourth. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I got um, very similar, except for I, I do have the Eagles easily winning the division. Cowboys, I think, will make the playoffs very easily. And I think the Giants are going to be right there fighting for that last wild card spot. But I I haven't gone fully and looked at my predictions for the whole NFC.
2: But I would assume I probably have them towards the eight spot. Yeah, I'm with you. I got Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, fringe playoffs. They might make it. And then Commanders, not in the playoffs.
1: All righty. Uh, for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, uh, there's not many great offensive rookies in the division as a whole. So uh I went with the flyer and Jalen Hyatt from the Giants, played at Tennessee this year. Like I said earlier, I thought he was a very good value pick in the third round. And it's a very not not a great receiver room. I could see him standing out, him and Wandale.
0: Um and yeah, so that's that's why I went for rookie of the year. Uh for all offensive rookie of the year, I went with John Michael Schmitz. I like I said earlier, very high on him very unconventional to go with an offensive lineman as like an offensive rookie of the year pick. But I think he's going to have such a big impact on that offense, just commanding everything from getting his hand in the dirt and just, he's going to be very good for a very long time.
2: Yeah. I like the John Michael Schmitz, but I'm also with Hyatt. I think the giants have to find a receiver to throw to. And I think there's a good chance that Hyatt with his speed can break out and be that receiver for him. All right. Defensive rookie of the year.
1: There's, now this one has a, a few options. I thought I mean you can go the way of Nolan Smith. I thought about going um but I decided overall to just go with the most talented player arguably in the draft and Jalen Carter. If he if he can get on the field and get a lot of playing time and stay healthy and get his conditioning well. But it always seems like Eagles players tend to have good conditioning. So whatever they're doing over there tends to work. I I think Jalen Carter's in a
0: perfect situation. I think he He'll be just going to be a great player. Couldn't have said it better myself. I got Jalen Carter winning defensive rookie of the year. If any other teams were picking number one or number two outside of the Panthers and Texans, I think Jalen Carter could have had a very strong chance of going number one or number two. He's arguably the most talented player in the draft. He's going into a great situation. There's if he, like you said, if he's on the field, he's going to, he's going to show you why passing on him could have been, a very large mistake for your team.
2: And I also have Jalen Carter, as long as he's willing to play hard, working hard, I think he's just the best player maybe in the draft. So,
1: All right. Offensive player of the year. Uh, for this one, there was definitely a few options. There's a lot of talented offensive players on two of these teams. Um, But I decided overall I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb. I think when Dak has shown – that he's been able to feed feed his top receivers the ball. And I think with Brandon Cooks being on the other side, I think he'll take up a lot of the quick corners on other teams. And I could see CeeDee Lamb
0: racking up a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Less goal line
1: action with no Zeke
0: either, so... You would think that you stole my notes cuz I've also got CD Lamb winning offensive player of the year. He's just I think he's going to break out if he has Dak healthy for the entire year and he himself stays healthy, he's going to be right up there with Garrett Wilson in my opinion, breaking that 14, 1500 yard mark, probably double digit touchdowns, having Brandon Cooks really helps and a healthy uh, Michael Gallup too. So, I'm very excited to see what CD Lamb does this year.
2: Yeah, I was really deciding between CD Lamb and AJ Brown and another one I think that should be talked about more with Darren Waller. If he can stay healthy, he should be getting a bulk of the targets there in New York, but I'm going to pick C.E. Lamb. I think he's due for just another great season. All right,
1: clean sweep there. Two more. Um, defensive player of the year. I went with Hassan Reddick from the Eagles. I think he's just going to continue on what he did last year, and he was arguably one of the best defensive players in the whole league last year, definitely in this division. So I think you, I mean, there's other options, obviously you could maybe, maybe Gilmore has a really good season or Trayvon Diggs has a ton of picks or Kayvon Thibodeau has a breakout year, but I like Reddick a lot, consistency. Uh,
0: my two that I was deciding between was Hassan Redick, like you and Michael Parsons. I, I chose Michael Parsons. It's just, he's a freak. There's not really much you could say about that. He's going to be pushing that 20 sack mark this year and I'm, like I said with CeeDee Lamb, very excited to watch him play because he's a fun player. He's just gonna dominate out there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was between Micah Parsons, I can digs, but I think Micah Parsons is the best player out of him. And as a full time defensive end, he could do have more sacks than he did last year. And I think he has a good chance to win defensive player of the year. So I'm going with Micah Parsons.
1: All righty. Um now MVP here. Um, I agree that Michael Parsons could win Defensive player of the year. I think he's the best player in this division by a landslide. Uh, so I got Michael Parsons at MVP. Um, them transforming him into a full-time DN, I think is going to be great for his game. He's, he's going to get, he's going to push the sack record as he tends to do. And uh, Jalen Hurts was also, I considered, but overall, I mean, Michael Parsons is, He's just a football player, man. He's just a football player.
0: I'm with Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think he's only going to build off of what he did last year. He's going to be with a different coaching staff because his coordinator left, but he's still got A.J. Brown. He's still got Smith. He's getting Miles Sanders instead of – or he's getting rid of Miles Sanders and getting DeAndre Swift, who's arguably a better pass-catching option. And his defense is still going to be great, going to get him the ball in good spots. He's going to put up a lot of points running and throwing and he's got the guys to throw to in order to do so.
2: Yeah. I was just fighting between Hertz and Parsons for MVP, but I went with Hertz. I think he's going to be motivated to be better than he was last year. He's going to want to make sure people know that he deserves his money and he's a top three, top five quarterback. I got Hertz.
1: righty. Anybody got any last thoughts before we wrap this up here? No, not really. All right, just to keep everybody updated on the schedule, for the rest of the preseason here, we're going to do one episode a week where we cover two divisions, and then that will lead us right up until uh, opening night. And on that Thursday, we will uh, discuss that whole week one and predictions and whatnot. So
0: anybody got any final thoughts? Um, other than just next week, we're going to be previewing the AFC and NFC South. And it's going to be pretty much the same structure as this week. Maybe a couple things get hashed out because it'll be – we have this first episode as experience under our belt. So, but I'm excited for next week. I hope we can continue doing this stuff for a very long time. I agree. All righty. We'll see everybody next week.